0: Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze Zack Snyder's Justice League by each individual minute. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And my
1: name's Nathan. You can find me on all social
0: media at No Clutch Nate. And today we're talking about minute number 100. One zero zero. We have reached triple digits here triple on Zack Snyder.
1: <laughs> digits. Triples is best. Triples is but be- yeah. Hockey stick and double goose egg.
0: I've never heard that before. Is that is it? No, you make that up?
1: I think I made it. Double hockey stick H-E double hockey stick. That's that's a bad word.
0: That would be eleven hundred. That's we're not well, there. Yet. Yeah,
1: if you're still but take out the take out the double goose egg. I've heard a goose egg singular, which is just a big old fat zero. Big old L on ya, huh? Yeah. That's a sports term. Chemistry teacher told me that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, Got to punnet squares to figure out the number one hundred.
0: Uh, yeah, we we are we are crossing the one hundred mark for today's minute, and this is a it's it's a, it's a double stone minute. I'll give you that. Two stones, one mother box. That's, there's a one hundred th- pun in there somewhere. Anyways, uh, what we have here. We have Cyborg who's getting ready to uh, desecrate his own grave, basically smashing a a hole into the Cyborg grave to bury this mother box. Again, uh, one thing man has not learned to do is is to hide mother box as well. Um, But, you know, maybe this is a good idea here from from Cyborg. It is calculated, I guess, I suppose, in some way. Uh, The minutes are going to end with a different stone dealing with a super hot laser um, but let's stick with Cyborg for right now. Are you going to say something, Nate?
1: Yeah, I was going to say something. I think maybe, we, maybe we're maybe we wrong. Maybe burying the mother box is the answer. <laughs> Cyborg obviously did it, and he already knew the tale of of, of man getting the mother box and burying it because he had to retell it. You know, So it stands to, to reason that he already looked into the history of this thing. Um, before explaining it to the rest of the league. So, maybe he was just like, they buried it before, I guess I'm going to bury it again.
0: It's not a bad idea.
1: You know, hiding in plain sight, Mark. uh, We've been over this, I
0: guess. I mean, technically, yeah. The Parademons would be... They they keep tracing the scent of people who have it, but they never try If you bury looking. something
1: underground, you lose the scent, I think. Don't nobody don't ever take looks that.
0: for it again. So maybe it's just like, well, if we bury it again, they're never gonna think we reburied it. So You know what else
1: is wild? Wouldn't things like if you jump into water, you lose the scent, right? You get that in like the old old cop cop movies where they're chasing the bandit. Or bees, if uh, you, got a, you got a group of bees chasing you, you jump in water, they go away, right? That's a thing.
0: Yeah, and like a Yogi Bear cartoon, I don't know. <laughs> yes. Okay, okay. So what, Yogi Bear physics don't work in this world? I don't know if Yogi Bear physics work. I mean, he's a literal a, a, a bear. Have you seen the Yogi Bear movie? It doesn't bode uh, well.
1: No, I haven't seen the Yogi Bear movie, unfortunately.
0: So... Um, but yeah, I remember a lot of people again watching this scene and seeing this in the trailer. A lot of people are like, "Oh, he must be, you know, at his mother's grave and and you know, pounding away out of it, out of anguish." And I knew there was something wrong about that, like just ethically that that Cyborg would would be doing such a thing, and 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 especially just just too dark, even for my taste, for someone to do that to a to a body that you of a person that you love. So. I knew it had to be his own grave, um, but I thought maybe he was doing it, you know, still out of anguish. But here he's doing it to hide the mother box, which is something we didn't see in the other version of the movie. And now that we have this bit of context of like, oh, he's leaving the mother box here. I mean, now it kind of explains how a parademon might break into his apartment Steal Doctor Silas Stone and not come up with a mother box for them to then just be like, okay, I'm gonna leave this battle with Steppenwolf and go get the mother box that I hid elsewhere. And this scene, now with the context of everything that we've been talking about, now it makes sense for him to do that. Uh, whereas in the other version, it's just like they cut it out because who knows? I don't know why it. it You know, it's important that we see this scene, regardless of the context or not. But we have both now in this movie. We've seen his origin, and we see where he hides the mother box, and what it means to hide it there, at the graveyard. You know, where he and his mother are buried. It's it's one of those scenes that it's just very nice to finally see. And it it shows growth for
1: the character itself, just because he is obviously you know, yesterday's minute where we saw him in anguish at just the sheer sight of the gravestones. Um, But the fact that he is tearing up his to use it for his benefit shows growth in the character. Yes, the anger and the disappointment and sadness is there, and the actor does portray that very well. Um, But then it kind of flips to the smarter side of the character, where we do have to realize that this isn't just a sad 20-year-old kid who is, whose life is just, you know, not what he imagined it to be. He's a supercomputer. He is the supercomputer. And it's all analytical, even at this moment. So, yeah, he's allowing himself to feel these human emotions of anger and anguish at the sight of the gravestone, but then flip the switch to immediately smart character, and it's like, how can I use this anger and anguish to benefit me? Same with acting and whatnot. But he uses the empty gravesite to benefit him by using it as a burial spot. And again, hiding in plain sight, what better place to bury it other than his own empty grave? Yeah, that's poetry, you know? Um, but yeah, it's it's seen as, as, as something very tragic and could be traumatizing to one or to, to some. Uh, but to the supercomputer... Use it to his advantage.
0: It might even be poetic given um, the context of the anti-life equation, how life is meaningless and um, certain ideas such as love and joy, they they mean nothing. But here we have Cyborg who's going to use his own graveyard to hide the mother box where parademons might not look because something like this doesn't matter. Cemeteries, remembering loved ones and lost ones it doesn't matter to them so they don't go searching in places like this they only care about where the mother box is they don't care to think about why someone would hide it here you know they go to the mascara and atlantis because they trace the scent and they know that it's in these locations but where cyborg hides it is an emotional hiding spot not a logical one so it 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 like overrules their anti-life ideals like and it goes against it it trumps it if you will and i mean of
1: course you wouldn't think that the the living machine person that's right in front of you and fighting you're, you're you know you're fighting him has has a gravestone you know yeah, clearly he's alive in front of you. So you wouldn't think to put it there, which makes you think like, why didn't Jack Sparrow just like make like a fake grave and just like bury stuff there? Huh? People wouldn't check there. It'd be they'd be like, yeah, he's alive. He's, you know, gallivanting or whatever. Trying to get a dog keys.
0: That's a, mm, That's was a just,
1: that was just I was just being silly but they were pi- pirates why didn't pirates just like bury things under their own grave gravestone so that I guess grave robbers would see it and be like, "Oh snap, I know that guy. I'm going to go dig that up." You uh, mm. now we're just getting into the 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 idea of just bury treasure.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was starting to think like <laughs> You might be on to something with the idea of, of having access to an, em- an empty spot in a graveyard where you could hide stuff. Mm-hmm. Whether you fake your own death and now you have your own empty area. Yeah. Or you become a, a graveyard keeper and you could just give yourself a, a, a plot where you could just hide stuff.
1: I'm going to rent out this mausoleum just for my st- as my storage shed.
0: Yeah, and have your own operations there. Who knows? That's maybe not a bad idea. Not not many people would check that area. I think. I think.
1: I w- I don't know. I was gonna say. I think caretaking is a very um, intricate profession. I think like there's a lot of rules <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: involved. Maybe like a whole apprenticeship you have to go through to like probably probably a caretaker because yeah, it is you gotta, a, I mean a big responsibility. It's a huge responsibility.
1: I mean, look what it did to Dompe. It says Legend of Zelda.
0: Yeah, I yeah yeah I got gotcha. you. I think we all think about that guy when we think of caretakers.
1: Or I guess the caretaker, that guy. Um, I was gonna try to think of a good caretaker pun that he would do, but I can't think of anything. <laughs> Uh, well, ah, look, looks
0: like he lost his head
1: or something. I don't know. That's a Care, that's a caretaker.
0: Yeah. All right. Well,
1: he was smart. He was real smart. He was very, he had, he had a whole writer's room of things writing for him.
0: Yeah. In one of the in the mausoleum is <laughs> writing yeah. it out <laughs> really for the,
1: ca- for the writer's room. Where operations was.
0: Yeah. It's it's all about how you use the space. That's all that matters. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we cut over to the the next scene, which is uh, the, Silas and um, Dr. Ryan Choi as they uh, start to talk about this the superconductor heat laser that they've been messing around with. It's almost like they're playing around with it, really. Uh, being, being scientists, almost like the joy of experimenting, uh, Ryan wants to show him what this heat laser has been doing. And... They take samples from the Superman ship, which they call it the Superman ship. We call it Scout Ship 344 or what have you. Um, and they do almost exactly what we were just seeing done with Alfred and the Batman gauntlet. Um, this is where I started to, in my head, I, I would connect the dots and be like, okay, they're doing the same thing batman was just doing with the superman technology where he was just a step ahead of them and that's my question like am i just making this connection up or is there is the connection actually here like i i think the
1: connection is there but you came about it so organically that it it was missed by me particularly that's why i always thought it was like you were always explaining it to me like it was something that was just Understood as part of the plot and it's what they were showing us in this scene particularly of like you're now looking at the hottest substance on the hottest thing on the earth or whatever that whole thing you were explaining it to me as if like that was th- the general understanding and I thought I had missed it but I was clearly like oh, duh that's obviously what that means why would they have that scene in here to begin with other than and and my only reference was that they're just using the super laser to heat up the mother box. But the mother box is not made out of the same material as the Superman ship. That's that's where the disconnect was for me. That's why I was like, why was the, the laser even like a thing? Um, but no, you're right. It's just one should infer that Batman being the world's greatest detective was just a step ahead of star labs where he is incorporating it into his agenda and star labs is just dicking around i guess i don't know um but yeah like star labs agenda is not to make armor plating to withstand kryptonians they're just playing with a laser i guess maybe maybe later on we will see something like like in the marvel universe of how they were using Shatari stuff to enhance them but uh i don't know i think it was just i think you were right and it was just supposed to be inferred that batman was just doing it first
0: yeah because he too has a he too has a laser
1: He's got a laser. Hey, he, there's there's two, two lasers in Gotham. One, Batman's got the one. <laughs> Star Labs got the other.
0: He had a laser, too. It was how he was shaving down the kryptonite spear. Yeah. And now Star Labs has one, too. Mm-hmm. And they're testing it on Kryptonian, you know, technology, Kryptonian minerals. And he's over there creating armor to withstand such energy and it's it's just a really interesting cycle of items that exists and it's like so there's there's some untold connection between all this like batman had to have like snuck into star labs he's been inside yeah. that kryptonian ship before
1: that's what we're missing we're missing where batman has already had the chance to snoop around the scout yeah. ship and The only reason I'm thinking about that is because in Dark Knight, we get blatant scenes of him entering crime scenes. And we do get a scene in the Batman of that Batman entering a crime scene, which, by the way, is we've talked about it before. Batman at a crime scene is one of the most powerful illustrations that you could put on pages. Um, But yeah, I think in this minute, particularly, we are missing that connecting scene of Batman at the scout ship. Batman being, like, said and done with the scout ship, being like, okay, I got what I needed from here, I'm out. That way, when he enters Star Labs later on in the movie, it's just more of like a, I own this place, like, I've already been here, I've already done my deed in here, this this Star Labs is not new to me, I'm walking in here with purpose, instead of, like, walking around and still, I guess, questioning the environment.
0: You think this, I was rambling uh, just
1: then. I'm sorry.
0: You think? Well, no. I, I, I'm. <laughs> uh, you think this laser is going to have any other purpose besides heating up the mother box for us, or do you think? Because I'm like, what? What else were they planning to do with the superconductor laser?
1: Um, Batman outfits it to the Justice League space station and that becomes its hammer of dawn weapon that they shoot down. And mm. with that being said, that is the laser that can stop Superman.
0: You think it's um you think it's stronger than Superman's heat vision? More more so, more or less. More 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 less.
1: No, Superman's heat vision I don't think has a cap on it because he can he can he determines the intensity of it and God forbid he is like all star Superman where he gets right on the surface of the sun and gets overcharged, you know. Hmm. There is so you think however they
0: were just trying to build the laser, they were just like we just wanna see how much energy we can output.
1: Yeah, I think there's a connection between the laser that Batman has and the Star Labs laser. Um my first thought was okay, Batman was done with his laser, he gave it to Star Labs.
0: That's um, pretty funny.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like he didn't need the laser anymore. But, but that's probably not right. Maybe uh um,
0: they they you know, a certain astronaut will get injured and then they put this superconductor laser uh into his uh cyborg body and it becomes cyborg Superman. Yeah. That and too. now he's got heat vision. In one eye, does he have heat vision in both eyes? Steal the other one from Batman. Take both lasers and put into uh, Hank Henshaw. Guess what, I guess it wouldn't be heat vision; it'd just be laser. Yeah, well, but that's they, heat people, people don't know that. Yeah, that's why people go, "Oh, it's Superman," and then you go, "No, it's not." <laughs> Where's the real one at? So, yeah, maybe use that. Keep this laser around person who makes the next DC cinematic movie that involves Superman, just be like, hey, y'all still got that Star Labs laser? Yeah. Let's, uh Let's use that. Keep the let's laser. Let's put in more things. I wonder if they are, like, okay, so, obviously, this is the third of planned five films. This laser has to have been embedded in A deeper story. It couldn't have just been. We're going to use it to superheat the mother box to market. Because you still got Ryan in the mix here. You still got the Adam here. Who is. Going to continue on as the Star Labs. Representative. Mm -hmm. The Superman ship is still here. It's been in here for three movies now. We would reference it more and more. The laser would have to become. Something in the arsenal whether it's used for actual offense or something else maybe he maybe it becomes a shrink ray at one point shrink ray know. exactly yeah um, maybe it becomes the final crisis gun that Batman uses to shoot dark side or something like that no it's like just that.
1: a bullet and then he uses a bullet
0: yeah but he could use this as that as said bullet something like that
1: giant cannon Batman
0: with just a <laughs> yeah, G- action figure Batman with a giant yellow cannon that attaches yeah. to the arm, shoots a big red missile at him. Buy this action figure now. Um, it, I just there has to be something more to this laser. I think about it every time I watch this movie, where most things come full circle. Whether it's from Man of Steel, Dawn of Justice, and then into this one, most things are like we've introduced something that comes back into itself um and
1: maybe it's just maybe we're looking too far into it maybe it's just the production of these lasers like just maybe it's just like this is much like the laser that batman was using in the Batcave, but this is just a more uh general production type of it you know
0: yeah it seems like a a a big production for marking the mother box like as far as like the movie goes, where a lot of things make sense, but the idea of how they keep track of the third mother box to get to Pajornov is this superconductive heat laser that they've created and yeah. how it can superheat things
1: and And the prototype for the superconductive heat laser was the one used in Batman's Batcave by Wayne Tech. Mhm. Maybe that's the connective tissue. Maybe he did have the prototype and it was just like totes it worked it cut a spear you
0: know yeah
1: let's just move it, it into production
0: i that, that was this would be something i would be curious to ask them about because it, it's so easy to to write something off as like okay well you are part mother box you can track it cyborg if you want to but he's distraught so he, he um hesitates to do so you know he's he's still reeling about the death of his father so, you could easily just give him ex machina, like, GPS on, on the mother boxes if he so wills it to yes. dive into his apocalyptic heritage that he now has. That's a cool word. But here, it's like we create this whole superconductive heat laser, it does this thing where it superheats the material, and we're going to use that to mark the mother box to then find it. Why? Where did the heat laser come from? Why the heat laser? Why any of that? It's the only thing I don't understand if it, if it means something more than what it is in the movie. Uh,
1: one last heroic from Silas Stone, who we're supposed to be seeing as the bad guy? Uh, maybe it's just a tool for his sacrifice, you know? And it's just a sci-fi thing that they had to throw in.
0: If it is just you know purely like yo this is so sci-fi we're gonna have science jargon yeah. yeah yeah with the heat laser and we want to have a big old heat laser thing then sure maybe but I feel like this this heat laser it seems like it should to be more
1: it should play into what Ryan Choi is going to do whatever his work with lasers and superconductivity might play into tr- tr- shrinking atoms. Uh, asterisk SP, <laughs> you know, maybe that's the connecting thing. It's like, okay, Ryan Choi is like has this this type of technology use under his belt. Let's just uh, expand on it. I don't know. I mean, yeah. there's a whole other there's a whole other you know robotics division at Cord that we're not even taking into consideration, and I'm pretty sure it does exist in this universe. Didn't we get Cord? industry or whatever in Man of Steel? I don't
0: think no, so. No, we Maybe got Blaze not. Comics. We got the other Blaze guy. Comics, that's what it was. <laughs> we got Booster Gold. Um, but that's now still Booster Gold. Pub-
1: that's still by transitive property that is still Cord Dynamics. I don't know what the hell their name is, but
0: um I think we will see Cord in Wait a minute. No, there was Cord in uh wasn't Cord in Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four? Wasn't there a mention of? I think possibly it's hard to hard to remember now. But uh, but yeah. Anyway, that's because Maxwell Lord was in it, but there were other businesses that were competitors. I could have sworn Cord was was involved in that. Um, but I'd have to rewatch Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. Now we have a, a Blue Beetle movie in the works. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would assume that maybe Cord will be involved in the suit and how it, you know, goes to, um, was it Jamie Reyes? Is, Jaime is, Re- Reyes, Jaime Reyes. Yeah, yeah, Jaime Reyes. Um, so hopefully the atom here will be brought, and I, I, I'm sure it won't be, but like that would be a dream. It's just like. Keep Star Labs, bring it into this one, have, you know, have Cord and Star Labs start to meld and, I don't know, just get up to all sorts of no good. (laughs) Get crazy with the cheese Whiz, huh? That's what Beck said. Yeah, absolutely. So, I don't know. I feel like there's got to be more to this uh, whole heat laser thing, but... And that's all I have for this one. We're gonna see more about the heat laser in Monday's minute. So, Nate, do you have anything else for this one? Nope. Uh, that's gonna. That's gonna be pretty. Pretty much it. Cool. Well, let's go ahead and wrap up. If you guys enjoyed everything you heard this week, you you can find us on all social media at DCEU Minute and the Facebook group, the DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society. We could join us to talk about today's minute or any minutes you guys are catching up on. We'll catch you guys on Monday for Minute 101 of Zack Snyder's Justice. League.